Ranked choice voting works. It costs less than holding runoff elections. And studies show it's popular with voters and reduces negative attacks. That's why cities and states are looking to ranked choice voting to improve their elections. Would ranked choice voting help in your community? Find out more at fairvote.org. Wavo TV is filmed for a live studio audience being held against their will. Before we dive right into things, I would just ask you, uh, would you be so kind to introduce yourself and tell us what you're working on? Uh, my name is Dean Haspiel, and I'm currently working on a 10-page story uh, for Superman, The Return of Cal L, featuring Jimmy Olsen, and it's written by Cena Grace. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Tell me, like... And I'm doing that at Yado, which is like this famous artist-writers retreat that, like, you know, Truman Capote was at in 1946. And I'm like sitting in the same chair he was sitting in. And there are other incredible artists that have uh, come through here over time. And it is like a weird time capsule. Like the only thing that's really been updated is maybe the electricity or something, you know, like uh, most rooms don't even have ACs, you know, uh, air conditioners. Um, there's a pool that I swim in that was donated by John Cheever, the guy who wrote The Swimmer, wow. you know. Uh, and I think he took some of the Hollywood money he got from when uh, they they bought the rights or whatever. And he's like, Yato needs a pool. <laughs> you nice. know, so yeah, I love he put a pool into Yato. I love that book. I, I love that book. I, yeah. I love that well, the movie too. Yeah. Like it's intense. Um, and with Burt Lancaster, right. Uh, right? Yeah. And and there's a rose garden. There's 400 acres of land, and like I bike around or I walk around in the woods. You know, I'm a city boy. Brooklyn, New York, right? Like I, I grew up in the Upper West Side of Manhattan, moved to Brooklyn about 25 years ago. I live in Carroll Gardens. I share a studio in Red Hook, uh, where I also have written and drawn a character called the Red Hook, who lives in Red Hook. Uh, and yeah, like to be able to escape a little bit and to go to nature, you know, and, and breathe oxygen again. And, you know, uh, hear how loud quiet can be <laughs> sometimes. Um, and, and meet new people and, and learn new disciplines and see the type of art that I probably would never even gravitate towards. But when you're sitting in a room with people and you, uh, are talking and like, what do you do? What do I do? And then at first you're like, huh, that's interesting. What the hell they just, what are they talking about? Like, what is happening? And then there's like a presentation and then they're given context. And, and again, it's, it's the kind of thing because there's so much stuff going on in the world, right? Like, I think what's happening is that we are competing for each other's time more than anything else, yes. right? So to be able to chill out and be fed and have a place to sleep and make art and to be able to engage in conversation is so important uh, to be able to communicate, you know, your, your, your feelings, your thoughts, whatever, even if they're opposing or different. It's good to be different, yes. you know, like. I don't want to talk to a mirror, you know, I want to meet new weird people, Yeah, you know, so, and vice versa, hopefully. <laughs> it reminds me of that saying, like, you are, you are only as good as the people around you, right? So if you don't go out and, and go into new communities like this, like, you're never going to evolve as a creative. Right. I, right. Have you Absolutely. And it can get, it can get, it can get prickly. It can get, you can find like your soulmate, you know, who knows, you know, it, it you have to just 
make yourself available, you know, and I get it. Like the world's gotten even crazier and, you know, people are huddling right now, especially with, you know, pandemics and, and viruses and everything else. But, you know, keep the door open. Yes. You know, you got to keep that door cracked open. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm working on Superman, which is like, I think I've technically drawn him in like a wildcat Perry White story that, that I drew years ago. Uh, so he might have been in the background of something, but never a uh, uh, Superman proper. I was going to say, is this and your so first now one? I get to add. Yes, basically my first. And we'll see how it goes. You know, uh, I, I handed in the layouts and they're very happy with them. Uh, and I leaned on the writer because the writer, Cena Grace, is also an artist. He's an indie. Nice. He comes in the indie world like like I do. And so, you know, I've collaborated a lot. I've worked with Jonathan Ames, Harvey Picar, Mark Wade, James Demetrius, like a lot of different people. Stan Lee, Stoya. And like, you know, and, but I also so I love to collaborate because you you draw things or you work on things you wouldn't necessarily have thought of yourself or you get challenged by it because when you're your own, you know, when you write and draw your own stuff, you know, you probably lean more toward making it easier on yourself to draw, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Or, or to convey. So the challenge of someone else saying, so I need this scene to have these things. And you're like, Oh God, <laughs> Oh God, I don't want to draw that. That's just so much or whatever. Right. Or you feel nervous or hesitate and then you push yourself, you know? So I love collaborating because I always learn a little bit more about me through the collaboration. And of course, the person you're working with, you know, or the people, the persons you're working with. And, and it's a different sensibility, you know. So I, I've had this cool autonomous ride for the last five or six years while I was writing and drawing the Red Hook for Webtoon. And there was four and a half seasons and two, two, the first two seasons were published by Image in print. And I'll, I'm hoping to have like an omnibus oh, uh, wow, that'd be collection of, of all that story. And I have other Red Hook stories I want to do. But there's a, a bunch right there, you know? I mean, it's it's ready for television yes. or movies or whatever, you know? Uh, but I do have more story ideas. Um, so I, I'm, I'm thinking about revisiting The Red Hook in some way. Uh, I just came off doing a, a writing and drawing an eight-page Conan the Barbarian story. Oh, that's great. Uh, the, 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 the Robert E. Howard estate announced that they're uh, publishing the Titan comics now it, for American distribution. I think... Jim Zub is going to be writing uh, oh, wow. Conan and there's going to be um, uh, an anthology series of short stories. That's where they'll place my Conan story. And I, and I was scratching my head. I'm like, Conan, what, what, <laughs> what, what can I add to Conan <laughs> the Barbarian? And the only thing I could think of, because I remember when I was a kid, there was a what if Marvel comics where what if Conan the Barbarian came to Times Square or came to, you know, you know, back then, 1970s New York or whatever, you know? And I remember on the cover, it was like a guy with a gun. And there are no guns in Conan's yes. world, you know? So I thought, I want to do Conan with a gun. That was my initial idea, you know? And I figured it out. And it, it's kind of like, it's almost an anti-gun story when you read it. And I introduced a new character, this Gollum. And, you know, it's all done in eight pages pretty quickly, Right. But I'm really proud of it, and and uh, I don't know when that's probably coming out next year. Uh, this Superman comic is coming out at Thanksgiving, Great. basically, so I got to get on it. Uh, I've also been working. I, I uh, created a 12-page Billy Dogma story. Billy Dogma is a, a creator-owned character I used to do, uh, the last romantic antihero, and um, uh, Image Comics is celebrating its 30th anniversary right. through this 12-issue anthology series. Uh, and I have one page per issue 
that collected all together tells one story, this Billy Dogma story. Nice. Um, I think it's called uh, something about like, I, I won't break you. You know, it, it's got a long title about breaking and needing and loving. And it's, 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 it's kind of an absurd revisit to this character that I haven't written and drawn in a while. Tired of being tracked online? DuckDuckGo can help. Tracking is a comprehensive program. Trackers lurk nearly everywhere online from websites, emails, and even apps in your phone. That means you need a multi-pronged solution. DuckDuckGo's all-in-one privacy app can be used as an everyday browser with private search, tracking, blocking, encryption, and now email protection built in. It's the free, easy button for online privacy. Download the app today. DuckDuckGo. Privacy simplified. Hey there, boys and girls. It's your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman here, inviting you to invite me into your ear holes five days a week with my podcast, The Ralph Report. Join me, Eddie Pence, Steve Ashton, and the rest of the happy lunatics that make up the Garmy for as little as 15 cents a day. And for that, you get five shows a week filled with music and jokes and news and history and just so much good stuff that you're going to be glad you chose The Ralph Report. How do you listen? Well, it's pretty simple. Go to patreon.com, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up today. There's four amazing levels of subscription that you can join, each one with their own special bunch of benefits. So check it out. Listen to me, Ralph Garman, on The Ralph Report. Patreon.com slash The Ralph Report. What's that like? What is that like? Like, do you, do you find it's hard to get back into the original mindset of when you were first working on it? It, it? That's a good question because it, it can be, especially since it, when, you know, when you're creating your own characters or when you create a bulk of work over time, what I've discovered is you keep revisiting your own trends, meaning you've now started to realize, oh, that concerns me and it, it keeps popping up in my stories. Like, what is it that concerns you, right? And in mine, it's about loyalty, you know, like people being fair to each other, you know, or trying to work with each other. They're different and misfits. And, you know, my favorite character in the Marvel Universe is the thing, you know, Ben Grimm from the Fantastic Four, you know, like the misunderstood monster or the or the guy that's been given the short shrift, you know, or whatever. And and I, I'm attracted to those kind of characters, you know, uh, like the Frankenstein monster, you know, like. He's not a bad guy. You know, you just got put into a position, you know, and he's trying to figure it out. Um, and yeah, going back to Billy Dogma, like I realized I drew him a lot differently than I had in the past because I he was kind of like this hyperbolic Popeye or something. And like, you know, uh, Spencer Tracy meets Popeye or something, you know, and he has this wonderful girlfriend named Jane Legit. And it was about their romance, but their romance is really conflictual. Which is another thing. I think I'm attracted to, to conflict. So I explore that in my stories. And in this new story, they definitely explore that. There's no real answer. Like, I'm not there to, like, provide an answer. I, I like to ask the questions and explore that question and then see what kind of, like, gold, emotional gold comes out of that. You know? Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, that was interesting. And, and of course, it makes me want to do more now that I've kind of revisited. Like, I'm like, oh, wait, I got to do more of that. And, and and now I've taken a break from the Red Hook and also trying to get just freelance work that pays me so I can live. 
you know, and and actually to do like a Superman or a Conan or whatever, hopefully readers who don't know my work might dig what I did over there, you know, in the franchise world and be like, what, what, what else does this person do? And then they'll hopefully find the other stuff I do, you know, and listen, my comics are free online right now at Webtoon, you know, or in the past they were in other kind of like web comics hubs. So yeah, it's not hard to find <laughs> that work, you know? So, uh, but yeah, that, that's basically where I'm at. And then I, I'm work. I, you know, I'm a storyteller. So I love comics. I've always wanted to do comics, but I've been doing comics right. and I love what other mediums can do and how you can ex uh, communicate story in other ways. Right. And I, I like most people, I love movies and television. Uh, I also love plays. You know, I had a play that was supposed to mount in March, 2020 called the war of wolves. And uh, now we're mounting it. Yes. You know, it's happening this fall, you know, September, October, Right around near Comic-Con time, actually. Perfect. Um, so that's finally seeing the, the day of light, uh, the light of day or whatever. And then, um, you know, that's my fourth play. So, you know, I, I realized, wait, I somehow became a playwright, you know, <laughs> like I'm not producing and directing these things, you know, there's it, other people who know how to do that. Uh, this guy, Phil Cruz, Philip Cruz is uh, directing and producing The War of Woo. And uh, Seth Gilliam who's a pal of ours from our college days, who was on The Wire and The Walking Dead. Uh, he's the star of it. Cool. Uh, and so it's going to be a lot of fun. And he was in our, in our, in our last play that I did. Um, and then I've also been writing with my studio mate. Do you know Whitney Matheson? I do not. Yeah, so I, I share a studio with Whitney Matheson, who's this great writer. And, and one of the things about sharing a studio and in terms of collaboration is that we, we kind of provoke each other. Uh, our studio is called Nightwork, and she'll like write a couple pages of, of a play with two characters, and then she'll send it my way, and I'll respond, and I'll send it back to her, and suddenly this thing grows into something, and then we finally, you know, ultimately go, wait, we just wrote a play somehow, you know, like while working on ten other things, and we uh, before I came to Yado about a week and a half before I came to Yado, we did a performance reading of this thing we wrote called Rudy and Camille with some actors, which was a lot of fun. Uh, and, 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 you know, it's kind of like workshopping in a way, you know, like, you know, we, we don't know what's ultimately going to happen with this stuff. Um, we also have written a feature length screenplay now that we're, we're editing again through the same process of just like kind of going back and forth, trying to discover, Oh wait, we need to have a plot now. Like, like we know what the characters are. And, and we know like what some of the dilemmas are, but now let's try to actually think about what's the story. Yes, and, that, know, and that's, that's with, really, I, I'm sorry to interject. I just like that. That is so important that I, I just didn't want to, I just didn't want to go by. Like the character usually has to come first and they have to be really well-rounded. And I, I just really like that, that. That's, I'm sorry. I, I just really like that. That's where you started. Cause I, I feel like people sometimes get stuck uh, where well, what, try what a lot of people do. What a lot of people do, just to confirm what you're saying, is like, uh, you know, like Hollywood would be like, we need the, the it, it's a story, it's the plot first, right? I think in a lot, a lot of, and I do think the best stories come from character first. Yes. And then you throw the, some, some curveballs at them and obstacles. You do need to know eventually what do they want? Like once you figure out your character, now what do they want? And then how hard is it for them to get what they need and and then do they even do they even get what they need or do they even want it once they get it and that kind of stuff right so but if you have a fun character you'll follow them do and watch them do anything you know 
uh, you know, or even listen, some of the best characters are like horrible human beings, you know, like, (laughs) but then you find empathy for them because you have some understanding and context. And it's so interesting. Like nobody's really interested in a knight in shining armor. You know, they want the complicated person. And that's something that Marvel comics brought to, to, to comic books was the flawed character, the flawed hero, you know? Uh, and, and everybody loves that much, much more. So yeah, I've, I've been, I've been writing my own screenplay, working with Whitney on other things, Whitney Matheson on, on, plays and screenplays and then uh you know hopscotching between some of these freelance gigs and i'm trying to think if there's anything else on my list here um yeah developing ideas yeah you have to you know you have to constantly have something in your back pocket once in a while somebody comes at you like i just got asked by a publisher to like do you have a couple ideas and like i do and like does it fit does it work for what they're looking for or do you do you adapt it or change it you know like i mean i'd say about 80% 80% of the work I do is on spec. That's yes. free. You know, like you're just making stuff. So if I want to not get a real job, I have to be creating stuff that I can maybe try to sell or work on, you know? That's everyone. That is everyone listening to this. That is, like that's all of us, right? Where we're constantly needing and generating stuff. Uh, what, uh, how do you, how do you juggle? Cause I mean, you, you went down this whole list and I'm thinking like, how do you keep track and manage everything as you're working on that? Oh, I don't know. Is it like the fact that I don't play as much as I would like to or have a balance of a life where, you know, you come home, you put work to the side, you can't or I can't, you know, like I'm constantly thinking, right? Like I heard that Jack Kirby uh, was not allowed to drive anymore because he would crash the car thinking about a story, you know, with his kids in it, you know, like and and I'm I'm not that bad. But like I do love story. I do love you know, uh, mixing it up with people and, and crafting things like that. Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm right now I'm looking out a window at Yado and it's beautiful. And I see all these beautiful trees. I know there's a pool out there and I know that people are just chilling out and relaxing. I can't do that that long. You know, I like, it's it's really hard, but have you ever gone away for like five or six days and the first four days you're like struggling with vacation, the idea of vacation. And then Day five shows up and you're like a day away from leaving and you're like, I never want to work again. Exactly. I figured it out. I'm dead inside. I just want to like it's, it's, inhale and exhale. I can't I don't remember <laughs> the name of the phenomenon, but but the research says that you, when you go on vacation, it should be if you I mean like this is pie in the sky if we had money, right? Uh, ideally right. you should go on vacation for like at least two weeks because it takes a week for your brain to reset and go, I'm in a new environment, I'm in a new context. And it takes that right. long just to be reoriented. And that's why that happens where it's like, ah, uh, yep. you know, yeah, I know that feeling all too well. Um, well, how do you, how do you deal with that? Like, like, how do you, how do you turn, do you turn that off at any point? Do you try to turn it off? This is Rosie Tran from Rosie and BJ Save the World, a podcast asking big questions and discussing how to solve these big issues. This is a podcast for people just like you who ask, Has the war on drugs been successful? Do we need universal basic income? Should we legalize sex work? Go to rosieandbjsavetheworld.com to get more confused. Do you want to grow your audience without sacrificing your privacy? Then the Stupid Sexy Privacy miniseries is just for you. 
It's a short, special presentation that will run every Thursday morning right here on Weiwo.tv for the next 23 weeks. In each short episode, we'll teach you how to preserve as much of your privacy as possible while still participating in the creator economy. You'll also hear from top privacy and disinformation experts who will teach you how to protect yourself from fascists and weirdos. And who doesn't want that? So make sure you're subscribed to Weiwo.tv where all podcasts can be found and we'll see you every Thursday morning for a special presentation of Stupid Sexy Privacy, a Weiwo.tv miniseries. I don't think I can turn it off. The thing I'm worried about sometimes is as I get older, I'm, I'm 55 years old now. Like, how do I choose to spend my time or, or what work am I going to say yes to? Because there's work I have to say no to. And and I've said no to work when I needed work because I realized it would be painful for me to do that work or I, I'm not the right person for it or it would be a real. I mean, I was talking about being challenged by collaboration. Like, I, you know, what do I want to put out there? I put out a bunch of stuff already and that's great. Um, but what what do I want to work on that's new or that recommends who I am as an artist and my sensibility? And meanwhile, like put something that, you know, is meaningful out there. So when I'm dead, not that I should really care about that because I'm not going to be here. <laughs> like, I, you know, you, talk, you think about legacy maybe a little bit, sure. and, you know, how did you contribute to the world? How did you communicate your art to the world? You know, and I say the world, I'm talking about a handful of people, you know, I'm not the world, you know, I'm not Tom Cruise or something or, you know, anybody that's that giant that, you know, but just the, to, to the chosen few or, or to the loyal fan base, you did kind of, you know, uh, foment through your work, you know, and, and, and then also how did you pay it forward? Like who were you allies for? You know, what, and, and that kind of stuff. And, and we're living in a time right now where that's more meaningful than ever before, yes, you know? Uh, and I know I've done that a little bit here, a little bit there when I can. And it's important to me and it's important to our communities and our art, you know, to, to remind us that, that that's, and that's again, we're at Yado. That's what Yado does, you know? That's what this artist writers retreat uh, affords us, right. that space to be, more you than you ever were you before. Does that make sense? Because when you're home, you got your home stuff, you got your jobs, let's say, or whatever, or some people have family, they're raising family, you know, like this just says, now go be you. Yes. And that, that must be a real adjustment for some people, right? Like, wait, I get to only think about what I'm doing. You know, that's insane. Right. So, and in a weird way, that's, that's kind of a dream, a dream space. Um, so I don't know. I, 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 I'm picking and choosing what I want to do more than when I felt, when I felt that like I was immortal when I was younger, you know? <laughs> I love to ask you about like, what, what makes you such a great collaborator? Cause you've, you've worked with so many people. Like, so it's, there's definitely, uh, you, you might have a secret here of, uh, what, what it takes to just make these work. Cause you've worked with like, you know, everyone from Stan Lee to Harvey B car, like that, that's a pretty wide spectrum just in terms of comics. So I, I'm just, I'll, I'll tell you the secret. Yeah. The secret. And a lot of people forget this is I'm not there to Vogue. I'm not there to be like, yo, Dean's in the house and like, I'm going to take over and you're just going to see who I am. No, what you have to do and what's really important is to 
understand what the story is, in this case, stories. What is the story and how can you best serve it? And you're becoming a servant of that story. Now, I may not be the right artist or the best artist, but I'm going to at least try to understand that story as best I can with the collaborator, throw my own two cents in. I've had arguments with Harvey P. Carr and other people about what should be here and not there, whatever. Um, settle, you know, I've worked with Jonathan Ames. I've worked with a lot of people, you know, um, and, and, it, and it's happened in reverse. Like when I did the Fox for Archie yes. Comics, I plotted and structured the story and drew it. Mark Wade wrote the dialogue, right? And he was great. And he served my story. You know, and that's what made a really good collaboration was like, OK, you know, we're going to throw some dialogue here. We're going to have some words and we're going to we're going to say stuff that's not being shown, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. So I do think that once you can figure out what it is that you are making, lean in that direction. And as an editor, you can also be kind of a, a, a coach or an editor is if it's not if the clarity isn't there then discover it together. Like, what is that that you were trying to say that we can try to make better, you know? And then after all that, don't let the perfect get in the way of the good. Yes. Yeah. Right. That's like, yeah. Have a deadline, make it. Cause then you can just sit with it forever. I don't want to know what my art looks. If I was given a year and the amount of money it takes to live a year to draw a 22 page comic, I don't want to know what that 22 page comic looks like. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. I mean, it it can't be that amazing because you gave me more time, you know, anyway. No, it's so important. Like you have to have a deadline just cognitively. Like we, because if you don't, whatever task you have without a deadline, it will fill up to take up that time. So like that, if you got a year to write a comic, you probably wouldn't be writing it until December 25th, right? We got five days left. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And you probably do 20 other things. Exactly. That's another thing. The other thing that keeps me, keeps a, a project fresh is the fact that I'm like, I can't do the project today. I need to do something else. And in doing something else, it allows you to relax and breathe and and take a rest from the pressure of only thinking about the one idea. And then, you know, you can balance it that way. You know, I mean, some people may say, well, I'm not going to go work on another project. I'm going to go to the pool, you know, (laughs) and that's legit. That's legit as well. You know, so. Absolutely. Also, I like, you know, I worked on, 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 I went to Manhattan Film Institute about a month ago and did film school boot camp. And I made a couple of short films nice. that you can see online on Vimeo, you know? So one is called There Is No Try. And the other one's called The Tip that uh, was a collaboration with Whitney Matheson. We co-directed and co-wrote it, you know? So, I mean, it, again, it's just stretching your muscles. Right. Before, before I get to my last question, uh, I just want, where can we find you? Where can we, how can we support you? How can we follow your stuff? Oh, thank you. So uh, basically I'm on, I'm, I mean, Twitter, whatever. I, I'm on Twitter kind of. I just promote my stuff. I don't engage on Twitter really. So I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I like Instagram because it's, you know, image based. Yes. Uh, and it's Dean Haspiel underscore art because someone took my name and yet I'm the only Dean Haspiel on planet Earth. So, okay, <laughs> thanks. And then I'm on Facebook as well. Uh, but I think Instagram is the best. And then ultimately I started a Substack because I had a MailChimp and I transitioned to Substack. So Dean Haspiel, it's Substack, you know, and I, I'm considering uh, a project based tier at some point soon where, you know, it pays, you know, a cup of coffee or something on a monthly basis for a project. We'll see what happens. That's smart. I think everyone needs to do it. Um, every little bit helps. And I think the people listening to this show, um, 
I encourage them to come and check it out. And when you have that tier, to buy it. Thank you. Um, you do a lot of interviews. And so the thing I always ask everyone at the end is like, what's one question that you just haven't been asked yet that, that you would love to be asked in an interview? Wow. What is a, a question that haven't been asked and, and that I want to reveal? <laughs> like, right, finally. Right. See, the thing that's funny is like, I feel like you can, you can ask me one question and I'll offer you answers for nine that you didn't ask. You know, like that's just how I, I roll somehow. Like I find the connections between things, you know, and yeah. I, I can ramble. Um, but is there a particular question? I can't think of one right now um, or anything juicy or, or provocative, you know, uh, I don't know. Um, you know, that's someone I have to think about. Yeah. I have to think about that question. I think that's thank you. I think that's a great that's a great answer too. And um, yeah, thank you. I would love to have you back on to, to talk about that uh, and to talk yeah. a little bit more about the plays as well because that, that's something I'm really I'd love to dive into. Oh, thank you. Well, that's our show, and uh, our, our apologies to the band. You know, we kind of just ran out of time. That's kind of the uh, that's the nature of things. That's the name of the game. Hey, 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 Vaped Crusaders comes out on the 20th of every month. The 20th. You can't smoke that in here. Oh, wait, what day is it now? Do I look like a fucking calendar to you? Hey, man, I don't need all the attitude and stuff. You know, I don't I don't need it. Well, I don't need your face, your vape or your. Are those Air Jordan 3 OGs? Yeah, yes. Those are $4,500 sneakers. I know they're pretty sweet. Yeah, they are. No, wait. I don't like you. Don't make me like you. I'm not, man. I'm just out here. I'm just trying to relax, dude. I'm on to you, pal. You're trying to do some Jedi mindfuck bullshit, and <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's what it's called. I don't think that's the thing. You want to play mind games with me, motherfucker? All right, let's dance. <sighs> Make sure to tune in to Vape Crusaders. New episodes are going to drop every month on the 20th, right here on Weibo.tv. Okay, your, your, your middle name is Macho, but uh, I'm wondering if you ever cry. You ever Has a Macho Man ever cried? Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. It's okay for Macho Men to show every emotion available right there, you know, because I've cried a thousand times, I'm going to cry some more, but... I've soared with the eagles, and I've slithered with the snakes, and I've been everywhere in between. And I'm going to tell you something right now. There's one guarantee in life, and that there are no guarantees, yeah. And... Uh, 
You don't understand this. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes a quitter. Nobody said life was easy. So if you get knocked down, take the standing eight count, get back up and fight again. Did you enjoy today's show? If you did, please take a minute and leave us a review. Yes, we know you're busy and every podcast asks you to do this, but there's a good reason they do. Because every time you leave a review, that review helps more people find and listen to the show. And you know what that means for you? More great episodes of Weiwo.tv. So what are you waiting for? Take out your phone and leave us a review right now before you move on to something else and forget about us. And we'll see you next time, right?